Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. I just want to let you guys know about the big changes on the way for our Patreon and our patrons. You can now get all exclusive content, shitty movie reviews, and all the other mind-numbing nonsense that you're used to for only $5. Yes, you heard me correct, 5 bucks. What does that mean for you guys that are paying more than 5 bucks for exclusive content? Just go back in, hit the $5 tier, and that way you'll get the same content for a little cheaper. That's just a way for us to say thank you so much for all the support that you guys have given us over the past three years. Go to patreon.com backslash cigar underscore store underscore idiots 06 and get started today. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. You may be asking yourself what Moonwalker Delta 8 is. Moonwalker is the industry leader in Delta 8 THC products and emerging category pushing the boundaries of the cannabis plant. By expertly combining terpenes with complementary flavors, Moonwalker represents the absolute pinnacle of Delta 8 THC products, all engineered for pure bliss and joy. If you have any questions or concerns about the legality of Delta 8, please feel free to visit moonwalker.com backslash pages backslash legal. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Thank you, sir. May I have another? Thank you, sir. May I have another? Well, it blew up the chicken man in Philly last night And it blew up his house, too Down on the boardwalk, they're ready for a fight Gonna see what them racket boys can do Now there's trouble busting in from out of state And the DA can't get no relief Gonna be a rumble on a promenade And the gambling commissioner's hanging on by the skin of his teeth Everything dies, baby, that's a fact Everything that dies someday he comes back. Put your makeup on, fish your hair up pretty, and meet me tonight in Atlantic City. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast. Whoop whoop. Cigar Store Idiots, I am Rob, and you, sir, are. I'm Andrew. You, sir, are. Arlo. How's everybody doing this morning? We are hanging Chilly. It's a little chilly. Had, chilly. Uh, and we're not usually here in the morning, so. Yeah. I know. 20, I, 23 years ago, I was saying I do, so I'm still. We said. Congratulations. We celebrated last night. Yeah, that's maybe a, a big deal. Nobody job. does that anymore. No, Congratulations. I, I think I mean, I'm 24 in. That's 20, a, and I, and we, I, we heard something on the radio yesterday, I, some little song that she likes, and in it, it said, uh. We've got too much time invested to give up now. And I looked at her and I was like, don't even think that your ass is leaving me. <laughs> no. I'll be the pool boy out there in the back. <laughs> y'all sure, y'all wouldn't listen to Pumps in a Rump. That's why two of my marriages went down the yeah, hill. That's, 
I'll tell you, romantic, romance is dead. I was I mean, going to say, as do? romantic as it is, we went and bought apple fritters at an apple orchard yesterday in LJ and drove across the mountain to Dalton to eat pizza and drink beer. No, see, it's perfect. That's romantic as hell, perfect. dude. It is. <laughs> I, I, hey, if you ever get single. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll call you. That <laughs> sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> We're just going to go eat pizza and it's drink fine. beer, though. So. You don't have to get the apples. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, <laughs> good morning. Good morning, everybody. So uh, the Facebook Nazis got me again. So we had uh, I had when I had my gym, I had posted a photo of a guy who was working out with his glove with his glove, his wedding ring on, and so the wedding ring sometimes gets squished and it degloves the finger. Okay, so I just posted a picture, and this was like nine years ago. I posted this picture and said, fellas, this is why you don't work out with your wedding ring on. And so I got, they went back nine years and they, they uh, flagged my account because I had posted a picture of, uh, of that ring. So, well, there was, I, told, a lot. I think I told this, but I, we've got it's hate speech. We, yeah, we've <laughs> got a uh, TikTok account for ours. And I'm just one morning scrolling around and there's a, a guy who's waving and he goes, stitch this just two uh, guys that aren't racist that enjoy meeting other people. And so I, me and him's like this. And this was like six months later, hate speech. And I'm like, I didn't say nothing. I'm just waving at a guy that I don't even know. I was just waving at a black man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's the problem? We don't hate each other. So. You weren't waving a gun. You're just waving right. your hand. I know. It's I was so like, I don't get it. I remember, I remember that TikTok. I saw it. I did too. I said, "Damn, Arlo's such a racist." <laughs> I know, right? He was waving with his middle finger, but yeah. still. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a really awesome episode uh, that we have. We are going to do today. We're if really- we had had this episode when you first started, then we'd have had to stop the podcast because this is what our this is the unicorn that we've all been chasing. Well, yeah, is. this is this is what we wanted the first Peggy's episode to be. Yep. And nobody would talk to us. We were told, uh, we were even told not to do it. Yeah. Yeah. We were told not to do it. We were actually told, don't do it. Don't talk about it. Uh, they're going to, they're going to be mad, whoever they are. But you know, if you've listened to us, we're what, 225 episodes in, we really don't give a shit who gets mad at us. We're really not. That's just kind of the way it is. So, so I would like to introduce, uh, our two special guests in the studio this morning. If you guys could tell everyone who you are, please. Um, so I'm Amber. I'm Sandy Stone. And what? Uh, <laughs> First of all, how did you find us? Yeah, how did you find us? And then how did <laughs> how did you end up here? And uh, and and let's let's get into it. Um, so we're actually uh, related uh, to Peggy. She's she's uh, my mom's aunt. Okay. Um, and so we she had a friend traveling and said that they were in Rome, Georgia, and she pipes up and she goes, "Oh yeah, my aunt ran a brothel there." It's like. I hadn't heard this story at this point, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. So let's let's back up. So people that didn't listen to the first episode, tell me who Peggy is. Uh, so Peggy Sneed ran a very famous brothel here in Rome, Extremely Georgia. Extremely famous. Uh, for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was known as being very high class, very regal, yep. um, always took care of her girls, very generous, uh, mm-hmm. always very kind and respected, um, and this is kind of how we started to come across this story. And right. it's just kind of now I've gone down the rabbit hole and I don't think I can get out. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're in. You're, yeah, you're, you're, you're in. You're, you're out for life. Because it's now, such so. a fascinating story. It really is. And uh, we were hoping the first time we did it, you know, we've came up with the idea, okay, we're going to do a 
podcast on Peggy's, and we thought, well, somebody in this town would love to come in and talk to us. Nobody. Not only did they not want to talk to us, they also told us not to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But why? Why would they? I don't well, know. Well, well see, it, it's part of history. We I have, agree. We have a good theory on it, but go ahead. I was going to say, I think at the time, it was kind of like some of the moonshining that was done in Appalachia. When it became a problem outside of Rome, then Rome's political powers and law enforcement would who step her, in. Who put her in charge? Yeah, yeah. Would put, you know, would step in and get pictures made of her take you know we're taking crime and then they would like i told you off air an hour later the cop car would come back around and let her back off yeah. so they wasn't stupid but i think it was one of those things where you just didn't something you didn't talk about and that's the thing with as progressive air quotes as rome has gotten there's still a lot of old money here oh that yeah do, that does do not, not want to talk about so i mean it is a so it Every, this is a particular issue. Like everyone has, like prostitution. Like they'll they'll forgive a lot of things, but this is one everybody tiptoes around. It's the so, oldest. It's the oldest business in history. Well, yeah. and it's just a lot. Like it has been in other countries regulated. It has been allowed. It has been taxed. Like it's had protection in other countries, but here we're uh, so pious that we necessarily don't want to uh, shine light on our skeletons in the closet, right. even though. It is part of history, and if if there was more people who actually talked about it, then maybe like it would be for who are, those are in the industry, they would be more protected. They would have better services. Like they they could actually like be more watched. Instead, it's such an underground thing. Everybody's like, oh no, we don't talk about. Right. that. I guess Vegas is it, right? I, I it's would only think, I would legal think so. one. Yeah, yeah, and it's ran by the mafia. So yeah. I'm glad I could have my nine seven six number voice this morning. <laughs> I'm wearing my Spider-Man pajamas. <laughs> what are you wearing? I've got on Superman and Darius. <laughs> We're going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we weren't going around the room. With no, no, no. no. We weren't, we weren't, we weren't. Uh, what happens when they get to us? No, no, no. no, no <laughs> we weren't doing that. We weren't doing that. But honestly, though, if we go back and we think about it and we can take a look, we take a look in the very beginning uh, – Rome, Georgia had nothing. There was nothing here. There was it was the battery hospital for military, uh, for for the military injured soldiers. Injured soldiers. Injured soldiers. So there was nothing really to do here in Rome. Uh, this is then. This is coming from my my family and what I've heard. Um, so there was beer joints in the hospital. So the soldiers would go to the beer joints. They would drink. They would get in a fight. So there's nothing for them to do. There's always some bullshit going on. So. A lot of drinking, a lot of fighting, so, which caused a lot of problems. So what we heard was Peggy had, was plucked because she was really pretty. They plucked her, and they set her up in business with her own taxi service. This is the city of Rome we're talking This was a city. Mm-hmm. They had put her in business with a taxi service. Well, the taxi service also had, had the brothel, had the house. So they would go pick these gentlemen up at the hospital using the taxis, and they would drive them to the hospital, whatever, take their money. You know, keep them out of trouble, and then take them back to take them back to the hospital. So that's kind of it's. We kind of we kind of heard that you know that the city the city had put her in business. The the commission the the, the powers that be in this town put her in business. Um. So yes, uh, from what I've heard so far and what I've been able to see, that is how it happened. But it wasn't because they were drinking and fighting and getting in trouble, and it was kind of pushed by the military. So okay. the base came in. 
around 1943, 1942, was when the, the Battery Hospital was made. So she mm. was already moonlighting. Which is now it. Unity Christian School. Y'all, yeah. keep, y'all keep putting like church in places. That- <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that's yes. What, yes, that's what, and that's what I drive by every day. I need that. I, I need that. Atlanta go, that. Isn't it ironic? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And I just look over on the corner. And I'm like, I bet Peggy's grinning from ear to ear. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like, there's a church there. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And I, I have heard that the ground was consecrated. So, I mean, yeah. bravo. <laughs> <laughs> that's y'all boys. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, when she, she was already working, we actually have it that she was already living in Rome by 1935. Um, so she was a lodger in a local boarding house in 1935, probably here for a little bit before then. Uh, so they actually, the military was having an issue with um, that, like the veterans coming back and the soldiers. Uh, I think you said it last time. It was um, the itch and the drip and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the issue. So unfortunately, uh, they were when guys would go abroad... They were trying at first. They told them to be abstinent, and, you know, that goes that's not, oh so well. Yeah, that's, that's not, not going to work. That's not happening. <laughs> and so what, what they were having was uh, all these guys were getting infections, and it was costing the military an absolute mint. And gotcha. they weren't able to fight as well because – They were sick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You so, can't shoot a gun if you're scratching gun, your crotch. Exactly. If your gun's dripping, you're not pulling something else. <laughs> you must be tripping. <laughs> this wasn't just a Rome thing either. Like, this is all of militaries across the globe have had this problem. I got you. Um, so they, they ended up approaching the city and saying, hey, we got to, somebody needs, this is costing us a lot of money. Somebody needs to figure this out. They approached Peggy and was like, okay, we'll, we'll set you up if you put in a clean house. And that was specified across the board. It must be a clean house. And so that's kind of how she got started was that they were like, okay, we need a clean place for these people. And the, anybody that will talk about it, will they all say, say how, immaculate. How, how immaculate, how clean, how mm-hmm. everything was taken care of. It was never seedy. Nobody ever talks about Peggy's as being seedy, ever. Yeah. And so then, that and, falls in line. That story makes perfect sense. And it makes more sense with the county and the city police department making sure that there was no riffraff. Like, if she had a problem, it was dealt with and it was taken Immediately, care of. yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, there was never a hand raised or anything like that. So, so. what about the rum? Um, so the her bringing in, uh, she did go to Cuba and she did get rum and she did get cigars, but she also got girls uh, and would bring them back. It was kind of um, her house was also seen as like a stopping point uh, for girls coming from Cuba as well as the West Coast, because all this was on a circuit. It wasn't right. that they stayed here. It was that they would go from here, and we've heard they went from here to Florida to Ohio, and, like, it's it would be on this circuit. Sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To to an extent. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, I'm pretty— Not like, against their will, no, yeah, no. Yeah, no, no, no. They agreed to it, but it, it still— There's actually me. a story that I did find when, when people—girls would come to her and want to work in the house— if they were too young, she would turn them away and turn them to social services. That's good. So right. she was very like she had morals. Yeah, she didn't want anybody getting into this. Like, well, and she, and and with the government, involved, she was just liberal at the. I mean, extremely liberal for the time. I mean, yeah, yeah. And she was also <clears throat> told to keep it clean. And I think having underage girls is not keeping it clean. Right. Right. Yeah. So she's she's doing everything on her part to do exactly what they set her up to do. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're pretty sure that um, she did bring the girls back from Cuba because, um, like, my cousin that was here with us yesterday said, you know, the girls, because we went there as kids. 
Um, and she said that um, none of the girls could really speak English. So she said they would just smile at everybody. Gotcha. So, yeah, you know, they were probably all speaking Spanish. Right, so, yeah. They were like yeah. the penguins on Madagascar. <laughs> smile and wave, girls. <laughs> smile and wave. So, they, but here, the, here's the other thing, too. We, we, uh, we kind of like dug into on the, on the previous episode. So when I go back to say there was nothing here in Rome, there was beer joints. There was there was nothing. It was just you know in the hospital. There was beer joints, and of course we had Broad Street. So Rome Braves weren't here yet. No, not yet. <laughs> so, but they the had, fairgrounds went over there either. But yeah, it, no, ex- no. it had exploded with, with these these huge companies. These big like Coca Cola came in. And there's a business, you know, and you had Inland Container, and then you had these carpet mills come in, and like we had all these huge this big industrial kind of industrial swing, which grew grew the whole town up, and so we were told. Which, you know, again, it's what we were told. Um, there was a gentleman who drove a taxi. Was he the pilot? Was that the pilot or the taxi driver? I can't remember. Pilot. A pilot from would, Chattanooga, from right? Chattanooga would yeah. fly these big wigs in, and the tax, Peggy's taxi service would come in and pick these guys up, take them, and then they'd take them back and fly them back. Again, at this time, nothing's still here. But then all these businesses start developing. These big, huge corporations are coming in to Rome, Georgia. So we kind of like, I guess that's one of the reasons why people don't want to talk about it because there's still a lot of old money here. But the whole city, our whole town, I think, was built off, off, her, of, back. off her back. Yes, I do. It's, it's, I completely it's believe fucking I factual <laughs> yeah. that there was nothing here before she was here. Right. And these people are flying in a Richard B. Russell from Chattanooga, wheeling and dealing over at, at the at the house uh, of Il Rebuke. I, in I the, think that's the thing, though, that a lot of people don't understand it was a private, as glamorous as it has been described, it was also very private. And I told you all this story off air. My granddad worked for the Coke company, and so he had to service the Coke machine that Peggy kept in the, on the back. He said it was a back porch. But he said that there was, net, you, you know, well-maintained. He never went in <laughs> um, and just would take the, the Coke crates, and then he'd make sure everything was right. And then she'd leave the money underneath one of the crates. But he always told us, you know, it was kept immaculate. You never saw anyone during the daytime coming and going. So there was a way that she kind of piggybacking off of that is her house was basically a neutral site where these big wigs could come in and be doted on. And there's nobody there documenting who's right. coming in and out. Right. I mean, it's just in the middle of kind of in the middle of nowhere, really. And so I think the thing with her was she, especially with the Coke company, because the bottling plant was up here where the bank's at now, wasn't it? Or is it so, further yeah. down? I believe so. I believe yeah. it was. And so, you know, you've got all the Coca-Cola money. And then, like you said, you've got all these backroom deals going on. Well, they're not really backroom deals. They're meeting at Peggy's. Mm-hmm. Those because, are bedroom deals. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. I mean, I mean, golf course or. Well, and speaking of everything awful. really clean, um, I've no doubt that it was because even after this was all said and done, when we would go visit and visit her house, I mean, it was beautiful, very clean, very nice things. I mean, to the point you're afraid to touch anything because you're going to break it. Yeah. Keep your thing. hands um, in your pocket. Absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. Um, yeah. The house out on Looney Road that she lived in. So, um, yeah, I've no doubt that. The, the brothel was absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. And that was the up-and-coming side of town, too, back right, then. Right, it was. 
That was where all the opulence and the big houses and stu- farms and stuff were at. Oh, I mean, this is definitely like she was the like king, like she was the queen of discretion. Like, yes, that was the whole point of this. And like, you you can't like I've heard people are looking for like books that have her her ledger or like her clients. I'm like, that's not that's, that's not going to that be something that yeah. you're ever going to find. Right? If she did have it when she finished and she wrapped up the house, that went away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, she wasn't was stupid. Gone. No, no. She wasn't stupid to stay that in business that long. And then she's not stupid enough to keep any records of who come and go. Right. No, and we've we've tried. We've heard that she had um, some scrapbooks. And so we actually did go to her late husband's house and spend some time talking with him and spend some time looking through photos with him. Uh, and we're looking for her scrapbooks in particular. There were a lot more of the photos afterwards once she left, um, right. when she traded her poodles for healers. Um, so she stopped caring for the poodles and started having blue healers oh, wow. everywhere. Um, so we, we we were able to find more of those, but uh, no scrapbooks or anything like that. No, like, there wasn't anything really left from her days at the house. She was very careful about it. Oh, yeah. What? So what can you guys tell us? Like, we, and again, try not to have that whole first episode all over again, you know, but we... She had, she can't, well, she was from Galesville, Alabama, is that correct? Or Gunnersville, which, what? Uh, Center. Center. She was from Center, okay. So, and then she worked at, was it, the what meal was it she worked at? Was it Galean Law? The Selenese Mill. Selenese Mill, okay. Yeah, they okay. did the rayon. Um, we, we spoke with them yesterday, um, but it was a Selenese Mill. They did the acetate rayon, and she would have been like an, an operator or something of like that, um, working over there during the day. She was a a phenomenal seamstress. She could make anything, and she probably did make a lot of things for the ladies in the house as well. But um, like my cousin was saying yesterday, she made them all kinds of stuff. I'm like, I don't remember any of oh, that. Wow. But yeah, she was a, a massive, beautiful seamstress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So well, go ahead. I was going to say in that picture that you had digitized, um, that you can just tell. Mm-hmm. She didn't go buy those off the rack. No. <laughs> so that's not a hemline that you would right. get off the rack. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. No. Right. So, and For I mean, sure. and that's the thing. I, you know, I think a lot of people underestimate when they didn't grow up here when they first hear about Peggy's. And I'm like, you don't understand. I mean, she was brilliant, you know, not from a business side, but also just trying to keep if something happened, if this went the wrong way, she'd. You know, she didn't so have to worry. a great about navigator it. of yeah, because she, this is a business could that could have went south really, really, really easy if it's not kept as classy and as clean and as perfect as Peggy kept it. Yeah, and I think her being more, she was more of an intermediary with the local, I guess, political scene. You know, she knew what what her house represented to a lot of people in the area but she also knew how that she needed those people on her side to keep that operation going i mean she like so she was so well integrated and like she knew what was coming because like the first like the first radio cars that the police had here were run from her house because she had a radio tower so for the taxi service so they actually put a a police car down there and put a transmitter in it we're running the radio cars from her house so that was like one of the first things is they were running the. Oh, wow. If she knew they were right there, yeah, <laughs> right, for sure, right, yeah. Right. Um, and I mean, she would. She was always like she'd always give back because she knew what being a part of the community would matter. Like it meant something, and even so far as to like she'd take her girls to church. 
like it's it's a lot harder for everybody to look down and be judgmental when you're sitting right next to there and Jesus is looking down at you. Right, so, for real. You had to keep be on the good side of all the housewives in Rome as well. Yeah. You know? So I guess, you know, she knew how to do that as there well. Was, there would talk about too, like was she um she done so much for people that didn't have anything too. Like you had a lot of people that, that you know, mm-hmm. po- impoverished people. She some of the first color TVs in, in town were purchased by her. Yep. So so I think that she probably put the first uh, color TV in my grandmother's house. Okay. Um, because my dad was young, and he said, you know, they got the first color TV of anybody over in Cherokee County, Alabama. Yeah. And, um, of course, it got word got out, and, of course, they were watching TV, and everybody in the community came to watch that TV with them. And they, like they would leave, shuttle. and my grandfather would go, well, who was that couple? And she's like, I don't know. I thought you knew who that was. <laughs> That's too funny. So everybody came out, and we were talking about that, and I said, I guarantee you she put that in there. Um, and it. I think I told one of you guys that Peggy is not her name. You right. were telling me that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So her name like, is Alvis, A-L-V-I-S. Oh, Alvis. Alvis Stone. Alvis Stone. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm a stone. So. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. So, yeah. So, very interesting. Wow. Um, <laughs> what else? <laughs> hey, you just get, hey, you, you take it. What I you got? I was going to say, there's so many stories. Are you kidding? Yeah. Let's um, go. Yeah. Well, like. Because you know, you okay. you met, you were actually in the house. So my grandfather would actually bring his wife and his children and they would go to the house and they would actually end up playing. And my mom and her twin brother would actually like. All the girls would come and just, oh my gosh, how cute! And they're we like, were babies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we were babies, and apparently we'd be playing on the floor. And um, mom would say, "Well, don't you remember all the girls in the house?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, they were running around in the lingerie." I'm like, "What? <laughs> no, I don't." But remember you were that. too young to remember. I was too young to remember, but my cousin, she's like, "Oh, yeah, because they lived in um, New Jersey, and they would come down every year to visit." And she's like, "That was the highlight of our." trip was hanging out with our cousins and um going to the house and she said the women were absolutely beautiful my sister who's older than me she's like yeah they were beautiful women um she doesn't talk about it much either but um and then my cousin um she's like those beds were huge (laughs) big huge four poster beds she's like i couldn't even see over the top of them because she was small yeah um but yeah that was interesting and i'm like well Dad would take us there, and <laughs> Mom's like, oh, yeah, we would go there a lot. I'm like, why? <laughs> um, so we have— Because they had a Coke machine yeah. <laughs> on the back porch. Yeah. <laughs> As and a color we've TV. been going back and forth, okay, so it is rumored that she had a son. Okay. You know, really? um, back in the late um, 1930s, which is um, when my dad was actually born. Okay. So she's 25 years older than my dad. So we have our suspicions that she could possibly be my grandmother. Oh, wow. We're not 100% sure on that. And um, I'm sure if any family members hear this, they'll be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the math adds up is what well, you Well, when you think about it, my grandmother had um, seven children, and they were anywhere from two to three years apart. Um, and then all of a sudden, there's an 11, 12-year span, and then my dad is born when my grandmother is almost 50. Gotcha. Back in 1938. Gotcha. So yeah. um, I think that we have suspicions that, yeah, because the my dad's first birth, birth certificate says unnamed baby. 
So, and then he was named like three days later. Gotcha. So we had, we've dug that up. And you think maybe that's the reason why he kept, he would go there so much. So, and that's the thing. We would see her more than probably any other of his brothers and sisters. Um, and so I have a feeling that he would take us there just so she could see us. Um, makes perfect sense. And and we were told at one point in time that the son found out about it and he just really didn't want anything to do with it. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I'm like, it's so weird that he would take the whole family there. Yeah. And it's so weird too, that people just <laughs> yeah, make, up, sense. make up these, these stories is not even true, you know? So, oh, I mean, well, there, and I'm sure that book, that, that. that book is full. Yeah. That book's full oh, of yeah. it. So. Yeah. So we'll, when she, so we've actually, I have my grandfather's journals at home too, where he wrote about like him, like his childhood and all the stories that happened to him. And one of the things he does write about is coming here when he was a, like, little bitty and peggy would give him like five hundred dollars like and that's a, and like that's just a give lot a kid like eight nine years old five hundred dollars and tell him to go into town and buy different clothes because they didn't have a ton of money they lived on a farm like i think he was a teenager like she just she tell him to go buy clothes and she's like don't buy crap <laughs> and if, if he came back with anything that wasn't good quality i mean she'd test the seams like if it wasn't good quality she'd send him back and make him go buy good stuff so she would not let him buy bad things she'd, she'd give him the, the money she actually gave him enough money to get his first car um how later much, how much clothes could you buy with five hundred dollars then it, it, no, no doubt yeah. i mean that's a lot of clothes like, Hell, yeah. that's a lot of clothes now. It's well, a lot of clothes yeah. now. If, you, if, I, if I'm thrifty, I mean, if you, <laughs> yeah, if you well. go to the canoe house, I went yesterday, I could have got five fucking shirts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I couldn't get any of them. I was really upset about right, it. Right. So, yeah. No, we, we, we've read that. And I know that um, her pink Cadillac actually went to my grandfather. So they actually had the pink Cadillac um, when he married my grandmother. And um, it was a convertible and they would ride around. They had a Great Dane. So they'd ride around with the Great Dane in the back of the convertible. That's awesome. Do you may know uh, where that Pete Cadillac is now? No, but I do know that she had like a uh, 1968 Delta Olds 88. That did go to my dad when she passed because he was a car um, guru. And so that did go to dad. Um, and these guys got to see it. And it was a land yacht. I mean, you could have yeah. put a hot tub oh, yeah. in though, that Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. those old Delta. But those, the crazy those, thing was. You could breach a wall with that thing. All, the yeah. whole family's in this car. We're all piling in this car. And these guys are freaking out because of all the bells and whistles that are on this car. Like the back seat had its own radio and all the buttons back there. And they were just, it was hysterical. And so it's like, like top of the line, top of the line. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and they wanted to drive it. So they all drove it. Um, and they had a blast with that car. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was definitely a nice car and and it was just funny like because you're telling me stories when we were coming over here of like like my grandfather would bring my grandmother when they were dating apparently up here to meet alice and I'm like, uh, <laughs> how did i wonder how that conversation how went the right. first time right i'm like <laughs> how do you intro that yeah. on a date and be like um, hey we're gonna go in here and meet my family what? And you <laughs> might need to know family. a few things. <laughs> <laughs> so, like it, it was just, and my grandmother's the one who was like, um, there's, she was the one who really made the connection that was like, I'm pretty sure there's something more than just siblings. She's like, cause I got siblings and yeah. Right, 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 <laughs> I don't right. know if I'm bringing my date to their, their cat house. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's so well, and, one, and the one thing that I remember a lot that Dad would do um, is take us, after the brothel was done and everything, she ran a package store and a pool hall um, outside of town. And we would always go there um, when we were younger. And she had all her little blue heelers around um, in the store. But it was so funny because we would go in. Um, she would, like, the pool hall was closed at the time. She'd give us quarters to go play pool, whatever. And people would come in and they'd be like, hey, Peggy. And always calling her Peggy. And I'm like, who is Peggy? Because we never knew. My yeah. cousin said yeah. the same thing. And she said, one time she, she asked her mom, she goes, why do they keep calling her Peggy? And her mother and, and the complete stone fashion was like, oh, she ran a brothel back in the day. And that's the name she went by. And my cousin's like, what? So, yeah. So then we all started digging. And, yeah. and she has some information and pictures that we'll get to you guys, too. Oh, so. awesome. Uh-huh. awesome. Uh-huh. I love to see those. Now, did she, rumor when I was growing up was when you cross those railroad tracks going into Alabama, before you get to the mill, she owned that house right past the railroad tracks that set way off. Is that where her... You said she had a house off Looney Road, though. Yeah. It, well, uh, she and Drew owned a farm off okay. of Looney Road, okay. and that's where the package store was. We went there last summer before he passed. Um, that's when we went to go see him. Um and the and the package store is gone, but it was just it was a convenience store, yeah. um, and had you know all the beer and everything in it, and right next to it, adjoined to it, was um, a, a pool hall. hall. Mm-hmm. Okay, and there and that would have been on the other side of the mill, so that would have made more sense. Guys going back to center, because I guarantee you, most of them worked or lived in center, so going back to center, they get their beer. Yep. At that time, Cherokee County was dry. Yep. Mm-hmm. My uncle probably bought beer there. Probably for sure. Cedar Bluffs yeah. or the yeah. whole yeah. area. The whole area was dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean that that lines up with so that whole thing I've heard for years and years is not true. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's just it, you know. And, and I'm and I can't even thank y'all enough for coming in and kind of clearing some stuff up for us because us three, along with probably the majority of the people in this town, everything is just hearsay. Like we don't, you know, like you hear stories and you just, it's all hearsay. So it's good that we can connect some dots with you guys. Well, and I think as the, as the years go on, the um, stories will get more and more skewed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what's lost is hats off to you guys for champion, get her story told correctly. And it is history. I mean, it's absolutely 100% it's extremely history. history of Rome. Yeah, yeah. And people that still walk the streets or, you know, sometimes get offended about Peggy's. But I'm like, it's part of history. So, you know, that's what kills me about a lot of people. Well, I mean, and and the whole um, part that you were saying that she gave back, she gave back to a lot of people. She would hear of people that um, were having troubles, families, whatever, and money would show up on their doorstep. Mm-hmm. And that is a stone way, too. Like when my dad passed um, at his funeral, people would come up to me and say, oh, your dad was so kind to me. He did this. He did that. Unbeknownst to me, of course, I'm like, no, that's not my dad, you know. And they're like, oh, no, he was the kindest man I ever met. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't, he just didn't, he didn't brag about it. Yeah. No, we knew, like, the big thing with our family is always the quips and the one-liners and the sarcasm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how we are when I, my husband's from Boston and he, when he met him, when I met his dad, he was like, my dad's made girls cry. He's really sarcastic. I'm like, challenge accepted. This will be cute. Yeah. 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 And, and I actually ended up shutting his dad down. So it was, it was so funny. He tried to catch me and I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm an old hand at this. This is like what my family does. (laughs) This is is Thanksgiving every year. And that's what we've heard is she's so like, she's so known for those quips and those like zingy one liners, like always like 
like great sense of humor, ready to like serve it up if you if you got something else. And the men in. love that as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking I mean, as a cocktail waitress before, like yeah, yeah in a past yeah. life, they they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, I had something I was going to say before you launched into something, and I forgot what it was. I don't know. I got distracted. No, you're good. <laughs> um, I'm trying to go back to where um, there was a time to. Um, I wanted the one thing that you talked you told me about that we we talked back and forth. I want to say that for the end. Okay. I want to talk about where the. Oh yeah, so let's say that to the, let's say that to the end because I'm so curious. If you want to talk about that, I'm super curious oh, I'm, about I'm that. Okay, with it. okay. Oh. All right, perfect, perfect. Yeah, we'll deal with oh, that. That was the bit I was saying because you you mentioned that people they they feel like ashamed and they don't want to like give it credit, but but that and and that's what I don't understand is the people that grew up here, like my grandfather. It's like anything else. There's a stigmatism because you, you're you uneducated. You're ignorant about stuff. Mm-hmm. And so then once he could put a name with a face and her generosity, which is also out there to people that actually knew her, mm-hmm. that was one thing that, you know, he wouldn't talk about it necessarily, but he made sure no one talked about her. And and he was quick to defend, look, what she did, she – that. That's her across the bear. I'm not going to judge her for that, which is huge. You know, we were, we're still right smacking the Bible Middle belt. The Bible belt, yeah. But that was the thing, her generosity. And you also have to take in time, in consideration, you've got Peggy who is very generous. And like you said, money would show up and, and things would get paid for without their knowing. And then you've got Martha Berry that they called the Grim Reaper because when she would show up on your doorstep, she was trying to get these old men and women to sign off their property to her to make her to grow her campus. campus. Mm-hmm. And so you had those two polarizing women and you know, Gerald Ford is rumored to have come down and and slept with Martha Berry, but you have there's some, mod, there's some model T's in that it's, museum for a reason. It's funny you say that about Berry College too, because <laughs> some, as I'm growing up ooh. and I'm getting ready to look at colleges and whatnot, and Dad's like, "Well, you should look at Berry College. You can go there for free." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" So apparently, Peggy gave a lot of money to the college as well. So um, he's like, "You can you could very well go there for free." And I'm like, "How is that even possible?" Yeah. I mean, they kept everything a secret. Yeah. Well, and I think also you had extremely interesting. You have the farmers, which she made that school. If you were a first generation farmer, it was, I mean, pennies on the dollar back then to go there. And then she had the mountain campus and she kind of took in, I guess, orphans to begin with. And then that, but what I was trying to get at was you had these two polarizing figures. She educated the poor is what she was doing. You had these two polarizing figures, and you know damn well they met each other, and they would talk. Of, of course. course. They were icons. And, yeah, yeah. One is one is out front, and she's more, and Peggy was more behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. generosity. But those two women, I think they but probably held very respect for each other very high. But yeah. they were looked at in two different lights. Yep. Yeah, and but they, they both were very uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, influential in this town. Yes. Yeah. Very Extremely. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, it's, it's a lot like when you, when I was looking at this story there, I mean, there was two ways we could have approached it when you, when you hear this and there's two ways that I think a lot of our, like, you know, some of our other family members might have approached it is like, oh, that's, you know, we have a madam in the family. Let's, that's kind of, shh, we don't talk about it. Whereas I'm seeing it. I'm like, this is a woman in a day and age when 
they really didn't have, like, they didn't own businesses. They didn't, like, take charge and, like, make tons of money. Like, making connections. Not only did she have the taxi service. She, she international like, connections. And, like, boom to, like, the economy here. Like, ran her own business. Ran it well. Like, in sixth grade education. Like, and still internationally known. Like, made, made connections. Like, owned property all over the place. And this, you're just looking at it and you're like, I'm more so more amazed that she did this and had the drive and went so far against the grain, like right. even knowing, okay, people might not be on board with this. People might look down at me on this. People might not accept this. And yet it was still like, I'm going to do it and I'm still going to give back to those people, even if they're looking down their nose at me. Yeah. And I think there's a reason for there wasn't mad housewives outside of her house raising a bunch of hell and picketing. And there may have been some of that. I don't know. Of course, I wasn't alive then, but she didn't hear about that. And I think it's because of the good things she did do. And I think she got a lot of respect from the women in this town because of the good things she was doing. And she would come down here. It Was it was it Esserman's was the, was the mm-hmm. store that yep. she would have so special orders and then she had a, a beauty parlor in town that would make wigs, bring the wigs out to the girls. You know, like they had, I mean, it was, she was Everybody took care. It's kind of like they took she made care a lot of her. Of money, but she also spent a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. They took care of her, and she took care of them. Yep. Like it's kind of kind of the, the way I looked at it. She did spend a lot of money, and um, I mean, like even being in her house. I spent a week there as a as a child. Like I don't know, maybe eleven, twelve, thirteen years old, something like that. Um, oh, dad just dropped me off there one week. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, so we're out at the farm, but um, even then. Um, as she was getting older, she was very regal, um, very aloof on a lot of things. Didn't have a, a typical stone way. Didn't have a lot to stay. Um, but when she did, it was it was little zingers, mm-hmm. um, one liner kind of things, and a lot of fun. Um, but I do remember um, also too uh, when we lived in Center, um, one of my my mother's sister she was down in the basement looking for something or what she moved something, and there was a pile of money oh wow and she goes upstairs and she's like where's all this money from and my dad's like don't worry about it it's alvis's don't worry about it so you know i guess peggy was finding other places to hide her money sure so um wow i don't yeah um sh- did she own the laundromat too did i did I, I, I haven't that? heard that i've heard i, I had heard, heard about a laundromat that she it would make sense. owned a laundry service early but then you don't hear any you wouldn't hear we, anything else about it yeah we heard the irs was fit, trying to figure out how to tax them and the only way they could figure out how to tax what she was making was by how many bed sheets she washed no so, way yeah okay. this is actually that's not the first time that's happened either they so usually now, tried to do it that so way. she could own the the laundry service and fudge her numbers too yeah so, so yeah i heard that so she smart. might have owned the laundromat and that because also it's easier to put that stuff in a cash-based business. So Sure. Yeah, well, she, I mean, it's money laundering. Exactly. One on one, yeah. And, yeah, so they would, they would try and get the um, the sheets from her. And our cousin said she's, like, they had – everything was crisp. Everything was white. They had these Chanel bedspreads everywhere, like Chanel white bedspreads well, everywhere. Well, and one of the ladies at the Historic Museum, Museum said yesterday, she said that makes sense because there was a Chanel plant here. I never and knew so that they made. They probably made all the Chanel bedspreads. So her. there's a whole another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the whole industry thing that people just do. They don't understand how well connected she was, and she. A lot of people think that she played the fool, and you know she was just a pretty face and drove around in her Cadillac with her her mm-hmm. poodle, and oh, that's no. not the case. Oh, no. she very calculated, was very oh, no. 
very – and that's why I tried to correlate her to Martha Berry because both of those women, you know, stood for things on – you know, I guess out front they stood up for things. But like I was saying, I really do believe there was a relationship there where if one approached the other, they things would get – they prob- they those two women other, probably maybe. ran this town more – than any, anybody, any, any I would be willing to bet. I would be willing to bet there was a mutual respect between those two women. Yes, that's what I was getting at. I yeah. think so. Yeah, I think so. I don't know that, but I'd be willing to bet. Well, I, you know, and the thing is, on the other side of the street, you people for Martha Berry always say she never married, she never had kids. That may be true, but hell, she's kind of ugly. Yeah. <laughs> She was a little homely, but she grew up on the mountain. I mean, she did. She was no Peggy Ford. But but I'm gonna tell Ford you, Ford must have some that like, Cuban rum. I about say Peggy's. I about to say sleep he, with her. Henry Ford found some likeness in Miss Berry <laughs> he for found, some reason. He found something because you don't just give women cars without. You What's know. that Garth Brooks song, song where he, her hands of stone turned to something late when in the thunder and the lightning strikes through? Not the thunder rolls, but he goes the crackling as the, he drives across the wave. The, so every time I think about when I see the Ford building, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I bet she did. Them rough hands turn real soft real quick. <laughs> here's a Model T. Yeah. And another one. And another one. Hey, and, and here's another all one. those rocks. I know why, why don't you build me no, a building? I know why he had her around them rough hands to crank that damn car. <laughs> but it was. And cranking other things, too, I imagine. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lord Jesus. On a Sunday. Yeah. But... <laughs> Sorry, I don't ever know what comes out of my wow. mouth. It's wow. like a lot of word vomit over here. So, I, you know, I would love to be in a. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall to hear the conversations that Martha and her had. You know, it took place. You know, it. Oh did. yeah, those I two think, women were advised so, each other. Those women were both so strong in this town, and the, I, I would love to be able to hear the conversations they had and what you know. Well, I'll because I'll be willing to bet, and I hope this is true. Maybe I'm just hoping it's true, but I'm willing to bet they supported each other. Yes, that's what I was trying yeah, to get at. I and I think, did. going back to what you said, for the women's rights in this area, she had, those two women probably did more for women's rights without it being out front than anyone ever will know. At a time where women really didn't even work right. much. They stayed at home with the kids. And like you were and, saying, she and worked in Selenese, and so that was... A, were baby makers. Yeah. And home, mm-hmm. and kept the home intact. Yeah. I mean, for her to for her to step out of center and be like... Because she was married before she left Alabama. She was she had married at 18. And for her to be like, okay, well, this isn't working for me. They divorced pretty quickly. And... For her to be like, all right, well, I don't want to go back home. I don't want to live where my family does. I'm going to step out and go on my own. And she came here and just started her own life and, and started her own job. Like, this wasn't a time when that was something no, that was not normal. at all. Like, no, that, not that at wasn't all. like expected. women didn't travel alone. And if they did travel alone, there was a stigmatism with that. And I see her, especially now that you say, you know, she was had those quips and those zingers and those one liners, her being one of those figures that she just didn't give a shit yeah what people thought that's what i, that's what I my, that's my sentiment on it yeah. i think i mean we did have it that she when she started moonlighted it's rumored that she might have moonlighted for mabel's for a bit um and what we kind of think is that because it would be true her fashion that she did 
she saw how things were running, didn't and necessarily agree, and goes, "I can do it. better. I can do it better." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. And then, then she and she changed it, and like the feisty. That's a that's a family trait. Like the the feisty. Like no, <laughs> we, I, 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 I couldn't watch pick this. up we on that one since we've been talking. No, 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 no. never, no. never. We, we go with the flow. We're, yeah. we're, we're you don't the go grain. against the grain. Don't rock no. the boat. That's right. But you know, and but that's so much easier to be that way this time. There was these days than back then. I mean. I bet she met a lot of pushback in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know? I think she did, but I, I bet think she had she, to fight a lot. I think not she physically, also, but yeah, I think she mentally challenged a lot of them. But when they tried to, oh well, you're just a woman. That's when the mm-hmm. family in. trait yeah. kicked in, and she was like, oh, I'll show your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I have a feeling when she first went because it, when it did get discovered that she was moonlighting, it it kind of. I have a feeling it. Some guy went to the brothel saw her there, and then I have a feeling the next day it was you know whispers and everybody's everybody's giving her kind of the side eye as it starts getting around it's getting that slight like silent judgment looking at you know get so i do think that she probably had a lot of like pushback at first but then it has to be like listen i'm i'm making a, more than a week's pay in a night like and and y'all are you can't look at me and give me the side eye yeah. like that like who's the real sucker here let's let's be honest yeah. um, when you start buying your uh when you start buying your haters cars and things yeah. yeah, that's when it starts shutting people up. Yeah, yeah. So I have a feeling she probably did get a lot of that to start with, but yeah. it's it's kind of after that she's just like, I'm going to do it anyway. Yep. Oh, and and they told us yesterday, like a lot of times the city would go to her and say, "Hey, we need this, we need that," and she would be like, "Well, well how much do you need mm-hmm. um, for sidewalks or, or crazy things? It didn't matter." Um, and she would go to the back of the house and bring them cash. Here you go. You know, so she did a lot giving back to right. the town and everything else. So um, that's probably one of the well, reasons Well, I would love to have sat down with her in her later years and asked her if she had any regrets because she doesn't seem like a lady that would have had any regrets. She probably wouldn't have said much about that, but um, because, she, I mean, she didn't have a lot to say, um, what I remember. But, again, I was young, so I do um, – my cousin yesterday would say that her and her mom and my dad would all get together and they would just one line zip each other out the window. So, um, yeah, she probably would as an adult. Um, and I'm sad that I didn't get to experience And I think that. that's, you know, I fortunately had some adult life with my grandparents and I was able to pick my grandparents' brain about certain things that went on, you know, that you just heard rumor of and stuff like that. And it's so nice to see... Like my granddad told the story that Martha Berry gave him a scholarship, and he's like, "I could do everything until we got to that calculus." And he said, "Son, that's when I knew college wasn't for me." Like, Sit over there with a math degree, and I'm like, "Well, it didn't come from you." <laughs> I get it, but he—that's the thing, you know. It was—it's—it's it's so cool because, it, as a lot of people want to say that Rome still got that small town feel, but back then it was so connected because hell. Going 27 was just a two lane. Mm-hmm. And I think Armurchi actually had a bus stop from Rome. It stopped at Armurchi, and then from Armurchi, it would go to Chattanooga up 27. And so I think, you know, looking back on just the area history, I think she's more integrated, like you said, with the sidewalks and the public works things and. A lot of things that people don't give her credit for that she should have been given credit for, and she'll and we'll and we'll try to give 
give shed light on it so she gets credit for those things because she deserves it i mean no because you almost you always hear about what martha berry did for the poor yeah but you don't hear about what you don't peggy hear did anything for the poor. about what peggy did because for the peggy poor. did it behind the scenes exactly. and nobody knew she did, she didn't where those that. envelopes of money showed up from but they actually really did yeah, know right they just didn't yeah. talk about and it she right. didn't need that pat on the back and it's people like us that need to tell that story but you know talking about rome being a bigger city i mean growing up in center we would come to rome to go to like the eye doctors and things Mm -hmm. like that so us for us it was a big trip i mean dad would load up the family you know once a month and we would come here and uh go have dinner you know like at bonanza or whatnot yeah that was big thing yeah so um i remember bonanza (laughs) (laughs) i do i used to eat I was going to say that one waitress we could all probably talk about that was there from Bonanza to Western Sizzling. You're right. <laughs> she knew everybody's But, order. I mean, that You're was right. big for us. But, I mean, what is it, like 30, 40 minutes from here to center? We thought it took forever, yeah, you right. know, as a kid yeah. to drive up. But um, it really wasn't. And we were here quite often. So. I remember, and I have family that, that was from center, and they actually moved uh, to Rome probably when we were – my cousins were in middle school, so. But anyways, they lived in the center, and I spent a lot of summers in the center in the cotton fields or at Weiss Lake swimming, fishing, whatever. Oh, yeah. But uh, I think one of the funniest things was they had a neighbor, and uh, and you're talking about how it was a big trip, and he said driving to Rome's the big city. They they had a neighbor, and he said uh, he was looking for a park for his car, and he said, I had to go all the way to Martin's, Martin's graveyard, auto graveyard. He said, I was plumb near Atlanta. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. No man, you wasn't even close. <laughs> no close, close. But I, but I understand I mean, yeah. that that mentality. Thinking about that, yeah, it was, I mean, he really thought he was almost in Atlanta. It's not even close to Cartersville yet when you're at Martin's. <laughs> <laughs> so still a long ways to go. Right, so right. Um, I remember um, my mother's sister. They, uh, my mother was actually born in Rock Run too. Um, Alvis Peggy was born in Rock Run. My dad was born in Rock Run, but then my mom moved to Kansas um, when she was a very very small child. Uh, met my dad in Atlanta on a blind date, but um, uh, I remember that like my great grandmother is from K Springs. Okay. So they were all there at her house one day, and Peggy went over to hang out with them, got tired, went to the bedroom, stripped off all her clothes, and laid across the bed. But yeah. <laughs> so, um, my my aunt remembers walking in and seeing her there, and she's like, yeah, no, we're done. So, <laughs> wow. that's, that's typically stuff that she would do. She would right. jump in and say hi and then just disappear. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty funny. So. Do Do you have, like, and I know some of your family members, you, you say they don't want to talk about it or whatever. Um but is there any like specific stories that uh, did they did they get along or they just stayed away from her or did, how did how did any of that go over? Um, so there was a story that when they first approached her to open the house that she she said she had to think about it and she actually approached her brother um, and asked if he would help and and help run things and he was he said no he shot it down no way don't don't want any part of that and and shot her down so. Um, it, it seems like there was definitely, um, there were some of them who were, you know, a little less on board with the whole, uh, like being, I mean, Moonlighting and Madam and all that. And then the, like 
obviously my, my grandfather was like, Hey, we're going to go visit. We're going to go <laughs> hang out. We're taking the kids. Let's all go. And it became like a, you know, a, I don't want to say, but fun for the whole, whole yeah. family kind of trip. Um, it was six flags before six flags was six flags. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> Vegas today, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and the, the bulk of her family did stay in the area. Like she had a brother in Chattanooga. She had um, a sister here in Rome, a brother here in Rome. Um, and one in, um, Sandersville, is that right? Okay. So, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. And so and then, then my dad, we stayed in center for a long time as that well. So, yeah. and you're not wrong about the cotton fields. My grandmother had probably 80 something acres there. And that's probably where Peggy got a lot of her strength from. My grandmother was every bit of maybe five foot at 90 pounds and strong, you know, um, she was, she was just mentally strong woman. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where she got a lot of her backbone. Well, I know my grandfather, may, he came to Rome from center and that, that whole, and my grandmother, they they were all over on that side. Um, there's a lot of my family that, you know, I get all the time, are you related to so-and-so? Where are they from? Center? <laughs> yep, uh, yep, yep. Yeah, that's yep. probably that's our probably tribe. Us. That's ours. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's funny how you talk about, we would, as a kid, my dad was trying to get my grandparents to show him things of when they grew up in center. So we're making that reverse migration, talking about it takes for I'm like, God Almighty, we're going out in the middle of freaking nowhere. All I see is cotton. And then, and then my granddad would get out of the car and, well, see that oak tree? And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm six years old. <laughs> Somebody killed me. in 10 degrees, and y'all still don't believe in air conditioning, even in a car. Why am I here? I would look at my dad all the time like, why did you drag me here? But did they have the windows rolled up smoking? Yes. Okay, mine too. Yeah. <laughs> I tell the story all the time, and a lot. Of, this is what's funny is a lot of people, and I have asthma. My son's got asthma. And he goes, you, everybody smoke. I said, son, we, there was a game with me and your cousins to play under the smoke clouds in the house. There was different levels of smoke. I said, everybody smoked mm-hmm. except my grandmother just puffed on them. And then she had a stroke and the, and the doctor goes, you're going to give up smoking. She goes, okay. And my never dip snuff. So yeah, now yeah. buddy of mine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there was a huge, the, every, Every Christmas I can remember still looking, I can see it just as plain as day. So playing the Mission Impossible music? Uh, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. G.I. Joe's dun, dun, under yeah. it, hiding behind the couch. <laughs> they had the mixed nuts at Christmas. and uh, They all taste like cigarettes. Yeah, everything. Like I was telling y'all yesterday, I, I walked into a convenience store in uh, L.A.J., and as soon as you open the door, I mean, stale cigarette smoke. And I'm like, yeah, they didn't get that that memo from the governor that said that you're not supposed to smoke in a business business. <laughs> and so I was expecting crusty old people back there smoking, playing the video games. And, uh, there was just a crusty old guy behind the counter. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's probably from years and years of it years ago. And then they've never cleaned that up. Yeah. Cause you know, it gets into everything. So. But yeah, no, talking about the car with the, yeah, all three, my dad, uh-huh. my granddad, my grandmother, all smoking. And I'm uh-huh. just sitting over there like, <gasps> Yeah, uh-huh. like a like that commercial with the fish out of water. Yeah. Like flopping I can around. remember my dad smoking in that big blue mercury he had. Yeah, mm. sure did. So the pic, one of the pictures you have, you have Peggy when she's actually in Cuba. Yeah, so we have. Um, she would take her sister uh, with her on, and she just thought they were going on trips. So she just thought, "Oh my God, we're getting we're to go to, to Cuba. Cuba." Apparently, they take them deep sea fishing down in Florida. Like she just think, "Oh, we're getting on this trip. So we're going nice on this, this fancy trip." <laughs> And meanwhile, you know, she's there getting getting liquor and 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 cigars, cigars and and girls. girls to come so, back. So was she bringing the girls back 
with her or was that just arrangements we think i think it's more arrangements yeah uh more that she arranged to have them come um back. maybe set up that that trail that led back to her kind of you know that you're going to come here first they're going to take care of you and get you this then you'll go to this place and then you'll come to me yeah setting up getting them set up on the circuit would, yeah. would be yeah. what i said but yeah we've we've actually we've got that photo and you can kind of on the digital version you can kind of zoom in and see the hotel across the street and kind of figure out where she was staying in oh, cuba okay um which just shows you how much uh time i have to stare at these old photos and try and figure no, that's out how you do it yeah <laughs> that's how you got to do it though yeah so. but like you said once you get in the rabbit hole you're you're, you're there in the yes. rabbit hole you're stuck yeah uh, you're definitely so, and so we and you had mentioned alluded to maybe she knew so Fidel? there is a rumor that she knew Castro. Okay, but I have not been able to find. She's anything no Justin from. Trudeau. No, of course but, not. Uh, there's nothing I can find that backs that up. <laughs> so we're looking at. Are we at this point? We're at, we're have like trade embargoes with Cuba. Like no, that's not that's not. It's close. It's it close. Then this would have been in the photos. Look like they're about the fifties. So um, right late before 40s it. Right before 50s. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say. Yeah, you know, that would kind of make sense. Her and Castro having some conversation, at least because of what she was taking out of Cuba. Yeah, mm-hmm. and did they have the, their government have their hands in? Yeah, some did, of, it did too? Their, of course they did. Right, of yeah. course they did. Course. That's, Everybody gets paid. Yes, right, exactly. Especially exactly. for thirty years, everybody was getting exactly. Paid. And yeah. that sounds to me like something that Castro would want to have personal dealings with. Sure. Right? Yeah. Right? I mean, you got this women, beautiful... Women, yeah. booze. And yeah. and to cigars. And cigars. Yeah. I mean, I mean got, yeah, and this, the thing is... I don't doubt at all they had at least conversations. Discretionary about what she heard. So right. he knew he could trust her to keep her yes. mouth shut. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So crazy, man. Well, and that also, too... Um, I think that's part of the reason why she went by Peggy Sneed. I think she probably started using the uh, name Peggy whenever she was moonlighting, mm-hmm. um, you know, to it's her stage so name. nobody, yeah, her yeah. stage name kind of thing. Um, and then so nothing got back to the family mm-hmm. because nobody knew her name. You know, I don't know back in the day what kind of documentation you had to have for that, but today, you know, you got to have everything in your firstborn. Um, but I think that's part of the reason is she didn't want anything to ever come back to the family or to hurt the family. See, or again, so another protection mode. She's navigating. She's mm-hmm. navigating her journey. And I think it's so cool when you said that she probably started off at Mabel's and then figured out real quick that, that A, it wasn't being run efficiently. B, she could do it better. And C, she was going to prove people wrong. I could just see, you know, the way y'all have described her, you just see you know this funky sounds, little woman saying, crazy. you know what? Fuck them. That's, she, she <laughs> sounds, and, and, and I'm going to do it and, so much better yeah. that I'm even going to Cuba and I'm handpicking. Right. Like and, everything, and down to I the think, detail, I'm going to do better. I think that's the coolest thing so far for me is just putting a personality with a name because she seems like she would be right across the table from us yucking it up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it'd be at 930 and be like, nobody's opened a beer in that refrigerator yet. (laughs) If she was smart, which we all know she was, she's probably, while she's doing this moonlighting bit, she's getting more and more information about what the patrons would want, you know, and what their ideal place would be. And what what she'll tolerate and won't tolerate. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's rumored she like you did not come in there rowdy, you did not come in there swearing, and you did not come in there like wasted drunk. And you know you were respectful from yep. the moment your foot stepped across till the moment your foot left. Like 
however many minutes that was. Mm-hmm. Seconds. Uh, <laughs> Seconds. <laughs> she was just like, <laughs> you were Yeah, because I heard they were really pretty, so that's yeah. probably right. I was giving you the benefit of the doubt, but all right. <laughs> But yeah, so it, you were you were courteous from the moment. She did not take that kind right, of stuff. So right, it was definitely right. said that she she ran a very efficient and and to on point house. Like she did not take that. I think my whole the in the very beginning when we did the first episode on this, like I kind of think like we we kind of took it tongue in cheek. Like we were we were going to take it tongue in cheek and kind of have some fun with it because there was only so much we knew because nobody would talk to us. But then when we kind of started digging in and seeing some of the other things that she did, I'm like, no man, she's just kind of like, to me, I take a look at it and see that, uh, they put her in this position for her to be super successful. And they put her in this position to, I mean, she lived well, she had plenty of money, but they still at some point took advantage of her to build sidewalks and to Mm -hmm. cover things that, so they could keep, their money to play with, whatever. Talking well, about the city. Keep appearances too. I think that's what I was trying to explain with. If once they get started getting pushed back from citizens, okay, well, we'll go down there and we'll haul Peggy off to jail. And they hosed her in yeah. the end. Like we'll take pictures of us holding her, you know, taking shutting down the brothel, and then two hours later, everybody's dropped off on the back porch. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it, in the you in don't the, bite the hand that feeds yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And in the end, it's I just think she got a raw deal. I think they did her. They they used her for all that they could, and got all these big big companies in here. The the economy's booming in Rome. We've got all this new stuff, and uh, we didn't need her anymore. So they kind of they kind of pushed her out the side door. So yeah, we've kind of heard that it was it was a unfair. mistake. I've that, heard the same thing. Yeah. It was a mistake. They didn't, yeah. That, that it got it misconstrued by the... Yeah, it, he was new. He was a new cop. I know he made a is. huge mistake. Sitting on the, Yeah, sitting on the uh, the council and... and Very high, we gotta get high rid figure. Of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we've we've heard that that's kind of how it started, and then afterwards he got a lot of flack for it. They're like, yes. no, right. dude, that's not yes. the one we meant. We meant the other one. Yeah, we meant Mabel's. <laughs> Go yeah. get that one. Mm-hmm. So one of the funny stories that I that I got, and again, this came from my family. Uh, my grandfather was in charge of the county. Uh, he worked. He, he kept the police car service and things like that. He was a, he was the head of the shop down there. And when they did the raid, there was a deputy that had went. They'd sent him in to uh, get proposition. And he came out, and they're like, "What? What is it?" He's like, "I need." He's like, "I need another. Give me another twenty dollars. I think I'll catch him this time." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Get the fuck out of here, you idiot!" Yeah, yeah. How many yeah. times did that work? I don't know. They like, they definitely played jokes on her a few times. The police did because there was one where they um they they brought a donkey and they put it on her front porch and left a donkey on her front porch and she ends up calling. The sheriff and is like, "Come get this ass off my front porch now!" <laughs> he was and, like, "Which room?" <laughs> yeah, they had to come get him off the front porch, and their punishment was that they had to take care of that donkey and feed and like take care of it for the next year. Holy oh, cow! Really? And That's it had to come out of their their paychecks. Was the That's food and all That's that hysterical. stuff had to come out? So they like they would play jokes on her, and there were a lot of practical jokes that would go around, specifically at the house. Um, and it was just, that was one of them that the police specifically played on her. Man, so I was feeling there was a very good, like, kind I, of, I wish we knew more of those, life. those stories yeah. about how, what, what all was taking place. Describe in detail, um, that picture that you have of her with the other lady in the oh, house okay. for the listeners. Um, we talk a lot about the pink poodles. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, we found, uh, probably the only picture that I, I've seen that probably is in the house. I mean, there's no, 
There's not a neon sign that says Peggy, so it's not like there's you're no, going to know for sure. It's not right. like Porky's. No. It's right. Yeah, it's right. not that. <laughs> right. Um, but she's standing in what looks just to be a big sitting room with a, a baby grand piano, and she's standing with uh, another uh, young lady in, in these very short, uh, like, for the day. I mean, this is alarmingly short hemlines. Like, we're, we're way above the knee. Yep. Uh, and she, they're standing we're there. We're above mid-thigh, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, get, we're getting up there. A little risque. Um, but they've got these beautiful little black dresses on. Um, in the color picture, they're, like, tinged pink with a blue sash on them as well. But she's standing there um, with uh, this other young lady, and she, in her arm, she's got a pink poodle. Hmm. And so it's just so funny to see this picture because, like, I know that when the first photo came out, everybody was like, whoa, wait, that's Peggy? Trust me, if you when like we'll sh- we'll send this photo so you, you guys can awesome. share it as well. Thank but you. like when you see this, you're like, uh it all makes sense. I get it now. Yeah. Like that because it it does put it in a different picture. When people say you know she was just she was stunningly beautiful. I mean, this is just she looks absolutely gorgeous in this photo, and the house looks immaculate. There's yeah. nothing on the floor like the everything's picturesque. There's a huge chandelier hanging from the ceiling. Like it just all looks very nice. You never heard anything but that about Peggy beautiful the house was immaculate the house was always in perfect condition you never heard one person in anything you read or people you talk to that says anything different you don't really ever hear anything anybody say anything negative no they just they just give the story for what it is but what you don't ever hear is the good things like you don't hear any of the good stuff like you told me the stuff about the sidewalks and things i had no idea you know about those things and, you know, she gave me my first pair of diamond earrings um, that one summer that I spent with her. And I had them for years and years and years. Um, I mean, I probably kept them 20 years and then yeah. one disappeared. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And she gave my cousin some jewelry. Um, according to my aunt, she had a lot of beautiful, beautiful jewelry. Um, we don't know where that went. I wonder how many young men fell in love and just oh. kept showering her with gifts. Oh, so many. Well, like her last husband was... Um, 18 years younger than her, I think. So yeah. I think there, but I, you know, the, the more y'all describe her, there's her good looks. Obviously hands down. There. Yeah. yeah. But I think her personality made her so much more mm-hmm. prettier. And then the fact that she could mentally get you at any time, she had the edge on you. I think that made her even, that's what those guys appealing. really failed for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More appealing. Mm-hmm. So I got to ask a question. Have you ever, have you guys ever heard the, like the correlation with the best little whorehouse in Texas being kind of, kind of parallel with, with Peggy's story? Like somebody may have like took, took her story and embellished it to, to create this musical. Yeah. I've heard that they, they, they think that it could have been inspired by, Mm -hmm. um, cause there's been stories of Georgia Tech, uh, and Georgia alumni, Coming to visit in the house. Well, that she advertised. Yeah, she my, advertised my in their magazine in their, pl- in their for programs. About a year, okay, so. mm-hmm. your dad went to Georgia mm-hmm. Tech. Okay, mm-hmm. did he go for free? It's like Forrest Gump. Yeah. He goes to Alabama. She advertised in the in the paper, the school papers. Uh, I think she had one in the yearbook one year. Uh, if anybody has that, I'd love to know. Uh, she also advertised in military papers, um, though we haven't been able to find any of those around here. Um, but I have heard that there's that correlation between the two. Yeah. Um, I now that I know more, I kind of feel like I need to go back and, and refresh my memory to, to like, because I haven't, it's been a while since I have I've a, watched the musical. If I did not delete this off my phone, 
I have a picture for you guys. Um, oh, that's just me. Gross. <laughs> um, hold on one second. I'll you go ahead and keep talking. I'll, I'll I was find gonna it. say like I, I I need to go back and see, but um, we uh, we are working on. I am working on her story. I it am seems like we could together. get some of those ads, like from somebody. Somebody's got one of those old Georgia Tech yearbooks. Yearbooks. Yeah, that we could find that somebody's yeah. gonna have it. I'm anybody out there if you have any of that stuff like please what if the campus library has if you could Ooh, call the campus library because we're i mean i'm close enough hell i'll drive down there i don't give like yeah we I can make it happen knock on doors I before so. you. <laughs> yeah. i mean they do have i went to nc state and they have an entire thing of playboys at the top of the nc state tower so yeah, there you go i'm pretty sure they if you could give me years library. i mean hell road trip boys we're going to look at georgia Tech to look at we'll, we'll probably oh, go with you yeah yeah yeah. I mean, I think there's, I, I think if we just get the right channels, there's so many, there's, a, there's probably a ton more things. Those that we yearbooks can, are we sitting right here in Rome, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. They there's are. enough tech grads. It's sitting well, right hell, here. The oh, yeah. West Rome State Football Championship sitting on a guy's coffee table right now because it was in a pawn shop. Right. Oh, well, right. So, right. so, if you're willing to put the, you know, <laughs> the my parents in. would go to the varsity in that pink Cadillac. Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a guy uh, which he's going to be really mad at me because I told him I was try I would try to get him in here when you guys came. Uh, he owns the Combat Market on Broad Street, and he actually sells tags, Peggy tags. Like he oh, has. We some. gotta have one. So my dad, I said, I said, I don't you know, think they are. I was like, my dad has this tag, and he, I said, but it's a Chrome tag, and it's in his toolbox uh, where he works. There's a guy I know that has and one. There it too. is. Mm-hmm. That's it. So yeah, but Brandon and I do believe they are open today, and they're on Broad Street. All right. Uh, he sells them. He has some. So and, and he has great coffee. And so. he's gonna cuss me like a dog. Uh, because I did not get him in here on this one. So. Coffee? Yeah. yeah, he does have great coffee. Really good Magic coffee. word there. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll make a run down there before y'all go. So Yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely have to pick up those. I know those came after the fact. That's not yeah, the right, 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 right. She wouldn't no, have put that no, out. No, 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 no. no, no. no, no. This yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, but I think it's cool. It's like a, it's, it's, it's history. It's a, like almost folklore kind of, mm-hmm. you know. And it's, I think it's that's where, you, you know, I, from our side, we – we're on the blurred lines of what's true, what's not true, what's spun and what's not. And then to have y'all come in and really put a a face with a name and a, you know, a, like I said, just made her more personable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, that's, I mean, there's the legend of Peggy Snee and then there's who she, like, and who there's she Alva was. Stone. There's Alva Stone. Right. And, and it's just... A lot of these are going to have to be hearsay stories because sure. unfortunately nobody... can't bet them, yeah. You know, they're not going to step up and, and claim those, but... There's so, there's definitely a grain of truth in a lot of them that you hear. Like, we should uh, just put a, so a billboard out on Broad Street <laughs> that says, uh, "If you're really old and dying, and you ever went to Peggy's, call us. We need your story. Yeah, we'll keep you don't, anonymous. Don't if you're, take if you're it old to and, the grave. You're it, not getting into heaven if you do. That's right. If you're right. Old, if you're old enough, she's not standing to give out there telling Jesus exactly what you did. <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah, I've literally called everybody that that's I can, so like crazy. any living family members who have known her. I've I've talked with them, like. I'm actually supposed to talk with a couple more people from Rome uh, to collect as many of these stories. And, and we are working on, uh, like I said, I'm trying to do both sides justice. So yep. I feel like there's, uh, there, we're trying to get as much factual information as we can, but then we're also kind of making an mostly like a mostly true Sexy. inspired by store. Yeah. Uh, something that, that tells like kind of where she's going on. And this is something that I've been working on uh, for a bit now, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to like, make it fully come to fruition now that we have more of these these stories collected. So anything that people have, any stories that they actually have helps to really, it helps to create more of this and it helps right. us to get more of 
what the business looked like and what she was like, what all she was. Cause I mean, we know her as Alvis and we know her as uh spunky and, and the blue healer and like, that's who we know. Uh, so knowing that she had a completely different side is, I mean, we just wanted, she was powerful. Story. She was so powerful. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. She had a, she carried a lot of weight. So mm-hmm. a lot of weight. I think what, uh, what I would, what we'll try to do, we'll try to stay in touch with each other too, because I did a, we had did an episode with a gentleman, uh, that he was actually selling drugs to major league baseball players in the eighties. And it was a big scandal. Uh, and he ended up, it was the Pittsburgh pirates. Uh, their, their mascot was a parrot and he and his friend was selling cocaine to of these other major league. His friend players. was the actual mascot. His friend was the mascot. Oh, okay. So there's this whole big story. Anyways, long story short, uh, they're working with somebody trying to start uh, uh, to make a Netflix series out of this. And so if you guys want me to, I can get y'all's get, you know, we'll get information cross pollinated. And then <laughs> that way, uh, maybe I think it's things worthy of a movie story uh, or a series. I mean, it's, I think it's I've got great. stories laid out. I yeah. got all of that laid out. Yeah. I mean, it would <laughs> be I'm great. And I'm opposed to reaching out to the rest of the family members. Um, I know that my, my one cousin would probably come on and talk. And there are a lot of them that are older than me mm-hmm. um, who probably remember more. Mm-hmm. They probably didn't go to the house as much as we did right. or um, that my other cousin did as well. So, um, but you know, it's part of history. So what, what is, what do you have to lose talking about uh, it? No, you, if you don't talk about it, you lose everything. Right. So yeah. that's why you have to talk right. about it. So I think I just said this last night to her too. I'm like, I've, 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 when I think of other people and some people who have their family history and they're like, Oh, my grandfather was a pharmacist. And then my great grandfather was a pharmacist and my family was just this string. Like, and when I look at it, I'm like, my family history is weird and they're maybe a little bit scandalous and possibly like there's some messed up bits to it. But honestly, like that's our story and it's so unique and it's so different and yeah. it's, it's, it's not perfect and it's not wonderful, but it's ours. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the part that I'm like, I'm so unique. excited that I get to yeah. like, yes. there's nothing, there's no shame in any of it. No, like, and there's nothing so. but pride for it. Like for every bit of it, there's nothing but absolute pride that, there was somebody there who was like, I'm going to bootstrap this myself and I'm going to make my own way and I'm not going to let a society or morals or a lot of this stand in the way because I'm going to do what needs to be done for making my life. In a time where it was a lot tougher than it is now. Oh, God, yeah. So I I want to know, you've got to have just one story that just like, was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe this. Like, do you, do you has there one story that you guys can give us? Or maybe two. Or two or 15. <laughs> I don't know. Like, is there something that one Like, one you heard, story and then you're like, there's no way. And then you kind of, like. Well, I, I remember um, when Peggy passed away. Um, I don't remember a lot about it, but um, she had an accident, and she had back surgery. How long ago was um, this? 91. 91. 91. Um, Which is really not that long ago. No, it's not. It's not and that long. I was, there, there's people probably going to come out of the woodwork and come after me for this, but um, we'll protect you. <laughs> Send those emails. To I feel Andrew. so much better with your protection. They, they, they got to come through us. Send, um, Andrew Maddox that, at yeah. gmail. Um, I don't know. Yeah. She was at home, and um, her husband was administering her. Um, uh, drugs that she was having to take or whatever. And he confessed he thinks he messed them up. 
Oh, no. And that's probably oh, what no. killed her. So he her. overdosed her. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you don't think that was on purpose by any means? I don't mm-hmm. think so. Okay. Mm-mm. So it wasn't anything nefarious? No, not a malicious intent. Sure. Malicious more like intent, a, yeah. in the, in a, an accident. Yeah, I understand. Oh, I man. wish I had like a more risque kind of story to tell you. <laughs> right, right. But that's interesting, though, that she actually and say, I mean, died I, by... I, m- and, a mistake and not yes. just not, yeah i think that one compared with the possibility of our like my grandfather possibly being this long lost like this rumored son yeah that to us was kind of because i know that one messed you up for a bit because like as after we started discussing it and started discussing it as a possibility because that was in the day if you got in trouble and you got knocked up outside of wedlock you would end up giving this child to your family a lot to be raised. That was something that happened quite a bit. So thinking of that, I know I, we were talking about it. Um, and a couple of days later, she ends up calling me. She goes, wait, 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 wait. So my family tree is all messed up now. And I'm like, <laughs> what? She goes, no, my family tree is all messed up. I'm like, no, all, all the family tree is still there. You and just still- got to move it over. I'm like, you just might have a slightly different step and we're not 100% sure where one branch of your tree is coming from. Um, but all the rest of it is the same. It's she goes, still branched. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, you're still part. there. Yeah, like, that's the most important part. You're still there. What if I'm royalty or something, you know? Where you, you are royalty. You are. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. actually are. Like, who would my grandfather actually be? Mom, I've seen the rest of our family. We're not royalty. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a lot of inbreeding in that's royalty. Like, so. like, I, I mean, if you're you a Targaryen, your tree goes straight up like with, a telephone pole. I, I would imagine there are with no Peggy, limbs. Um, more in the day, you know, let's say, um, you know, she, she did whatever when she was moonlighting, but then she could be very, very selective about who she chose to be with or anything else. Yes. So, you know, if all these people are coming from around the world, who knows? We're talking all over the world. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not that, not, not royalty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know well, if I want to attach myself to those people. Rome royalty, how's that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're infamous, well, not that. Lord, like, yeah. yeah, that's right. So, uh, that's yeah, right. but he had his choices, and I'm not going to say he chose wrong, but... He chose wrong. And there's a, <laughs> <laughs> he definitely chose wrong. Yeah. Who's there, to say yeah. he didn't choose both? That's yeah, right. That's why that's Peggy drove a Cadillac. I think they're... not a Ford. See? See, that was See? done on purpose. Oh. I did that on purpose. She also said... She also said, I'm going to paint this bitch pink, and everybody's going to know what I'm driving. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I did hear a rumor that she had... um. The sheriff, it, that they were a thing for a bit. So oh, I did hear that. Hmm. that I don't know. Now that. we're now we're getting our place burned yeah. down. I, now I, you, I did, I did hear that. that there was something <laughs> right. that they oh, were right. a thing for a bit. I'll, so. tell, I'll tell you off air how I how you know, know that story. I know. Okay, all right. So I got send that those emails right. to yeah. Arlo at no, yeah. Yeah. Um, I I mean I can't thank y'all enough for taking the time to come to drive down here and, and have this conversation with us this morning, uh, even though you hadn't had any coffee yet. So you did have some, you just didn't have good coffee. We just need more. We're going to take you to get some good coffee. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's good. But, uh, the, what I would like to do in the future, maybe hopefully this will be a part two from our original part. This is a follow up. We'd love to, when you guys dig into some more information and get some more stuff and we'll keep digging too, because I think, I think when we release this, I think it may loosen up a few folks to maybe have because some like I said, you, you really and to know that we're pro Peggy, we're not we're not anti Peggy. I mean, what she did was impressive, and we're not here to bring 
the story down, we're we're kind of propping Peggy up for we what she was. We need to give her her prop, you know, her, her props, just do. Her if, just if do. anything, you're helping me with family history. Sure, you're helping yeah. me capture a bit of family history that is very quickly slipping away because yes. we're we're losing the people who that who remember. Know. So yeah. anybody like the stories will help me to present a better family history for everyone else in my family who still they do want to know. And and for the next generations and for down the line, like, I mean, I, like my sister's got two kids, I've got two kids, and like I can't wait for them to say we have to write a report on family. This is <laughs> just you wait. Yeah, that's an A and a trip to the council. Just <laughs> you wait. <laughs> like boom boom. So. <laughs> so that's that's really what I mean. That's a lot what it is. It's it's given someone who did so good the light that she she does deserve mm-hmm. to be seen in the good light that she Agreed. she does deserve, and then also to give us a bit of our own history back. I think you also made her more human by coming on. And for speaking. sure. Because, for me, for sure. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, coming into this, I was like, well, it's Peggy. I mean. We've but, already heard it all. Yeah, I've heard everything I need to know about. But like I said, you, you've given this lady, I, I, I guess I came in, quote, knowing Peggy Sneed, and I'm going to leave knowing Alvis Stone. And I feel very... Fortunate to have yeah, heard her story. Same here. Well, even last night on the um, tour that we did, the historic tour, um, where the lady was portraying her, we didn't tell her until she after sucked, she, she was got it done. All wrong? That oh, no, she had an inkling that family was coming in, but we didn't tell her oh, cool. until after she was done. And then we said, "You did good." And she's like, "What?" And, and she said, "We're family." And then she started crying. Oh wow! She really? started crying. She yeah, she's very invested in her. Well, good. Well, and she good. I'm glad the importance of Peggy in this town. Yeah. She gets it. Yeah, she she did a real good job. They haven't found her a pink Cadillac yet, but they're working on it. I bet there's a Model T somewhere. Yeah, she came out of a lovely green car. They've got oil dripping on the heel. (laughs) At the end of the day, um, she was one lady. She she did it her way and helping others, everything else. And basically what she was doing, everybody does it. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're putting a taboo thing on something that is... Basically, a human right. It is the oldest profession in the history books. And those of you that are turning your nose up right now, there's a whole digital industry that we talk about all the time. It's dedicated to it. I mean, how many podcasts are on it? Everything, you know. And a lot of it, I feel like we're just scratching the surface on it. Yeah. Um, and if you're turning your nose up to it, listen to it. Make sure you go hit the uh, episode with the Dolphins and LSD. That'll really get you. You, make, you can turn your nose up to that too. Yeah. Well, I know what we're listening to on the way back yeah. now. You should. You may call. You may call us before you get out of Georgia. And like you, what? Hey, what? don't air that. We don't want anybody to know that we were at your place. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that not even the most nerve wracking thing that's come across our podcast before. So trust me, <laughs> we're good. Yeah. Good. Last time it was when my in laws were here. That was fun. <laughs> I'm like, mom, 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 turn that off. <laughs> it, it comes across Alexa, and I'm like, oh lord. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, stop! <laughs> They're like, oh, these are my in laws. Oh, buddy. <laughs> He's like, it's cold outside, and I'm sweating. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sweating. Luckily, they're good sports about it, so they were like, say okay. dating at my age can be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Do you know, do you guys have any idea, or is there a number that they think her, like a net worth number she had? No. Because she never... No. She never used it like financial institutions. She paid cash for a lot yeah. of things, especially with her vendors. So she paid cash on a number of things. Um, she had cash stashed over. She had a ton of property, not just here in Rome, but like 
worldwide. Like she had property in the Virgin Islands. So there's really no that, way. That's what know. I forgot to ask you about the properties that she owned outside of the United States. No idea. We, was, we have never she like, owned heard property in the Virgin Islands. Yeah, we know she had property in the Virgin Islands. And I think she probably had a couple other places just within the U.S. Um, so we know she owned property there. Most of the property she had um, in Rome went to her husband mm. when she passed. Um, but we've never heard anything else about the property that she had, uh, like elsewhere. So I don't know if it's still it, it's still hers or what happened to it, but it's it's we don't know what happened. And to research that is just like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Oh, sure. yeah. You don't know what name it was under, any of that stuff. Right. Maybe she had more Another aliases alias, than yeah. Peggy Sneed, Alice Stone. You yeah. just don't know. She probably did. Um, if she was smart and we know she was she probably yeah. did you're exactly right so she was very um, diversified yes yeah. i wonder if she got that buying a property idea from martha berry because you know martha berry has property in paris or in in france she has that's just that could have come up in a conversation yeah, between you need, the two. To, you need to own more property without a doubt she yeah. she was probably a multimillionaire. yeah oh no was, yeah so, no doubt yeah. i think so yeah. i think so so yeah, yeah. Awesome stuff, ladies. Thank, Thank y'all you. so much for, for coming in again. We appreciate it, again. it. Yeah, let's get yeah. together again. You get some more info. We'll try to dig up some more. We'll stay in touch, yep. and we'll do this again. And if you yep. have stories out there about Peggy, you can contact us through the website. You know, you can either contact us. Uh, all our social, social media. media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, let, just if you have a story, it's a real legitimate story. And, and we had we cross-pollinate with my podcast, so any I'll – That'll be my recommendation this week when we release ours is to listen to this episode. And then if you have any of ours, then they can. Yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. A, get and we'll, we'll tag you guys too. So if they want to reach out via um, our social channels. Awesome. Um, that way, you know, if, yeah, if we can direct them right to you direct, guys. We'll yeah. come direct. Like let's collect all this info and then, re- and then mm-hmm. meet back here and let's do it again. Yeah. 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 Let's get heads up so I can try to coax more people in. Too. Yeah. And Absolutely. I want to, I want to see this on my TV. You know yes. what I mean? Like yes. it's, it's, it's it yes. definitely Let me finish need, the book first. <laughs> Absolutely, dang it! Always, I I'm got, finishing it soon. <laughs> I got a I got a lady that survived Ted Bundy's attack. Uh, she got away from him, and she's going to come on the show. But she has to finish her book first. Oh no! So. I've, we'll talk to you beforehand. <laughs> okay, but I, yeah, I, do, I want it. that before you see it on the TV. No, no, if no, you no. see it on the TV before the book's out, somebody's head's yeah, gonna roll. Right, 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 right. <laughs> we, 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 we're coming, we're coming busting knuckles. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. yeah. All right. You guys have a safe trip back home, and uh, we will talk to you really soon. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you guys so much for having much. us on. Let me see if I can remember how to mash the right buttons, because I'm terrible at it. The song going out. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. All right. Later, everybody. Chicken man in Philly last night, and they blew up his house too. Down on the boardwalk, they're ready for a fight. Gonna see what them racket boys can do. Now there's trouble busting in from out of state, and the DA can't get no relief. Gonna be a rumble on the promenade And the gambling commissioner's hanging on by the skin of his teeth Everything dies, baby, that's a fact But maybe everything that dies, someday he comes back Put your makeup on, fish your hair